0: Hello and welcome to the RJ podcast. I'm your host Raston and today's episode is centered around Canadian history, the good and the bad. Is there any pride to be found in the maple-loving nation? Well stick around to find out. Big episode today.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a long one.
0: We got the idea for today's topic from one of our fans, shout out Daniel Fromowitz.
1: The question we will be answering today is, should Canadians today be proud of Canada's history from 1800 to 1885?
0: I did some research earlier today and the things I found were pretty fascinating. Like did you know that Canada only officially became a country in 1867?
1: I wonder how that came to be.
0: Well worry not as today we'll discuss all and the majority of the nation's history. When looking into Canadian history during the 1800s, we see a complex system of events, a majority of which involving accomplishments and prosperity, that will convey pride in most individuals.
1: The settlement of the nation is a great example, as it depicts a journey of overcoming obstacles and and demonstration of spirit.
0: With large factors, such as the introduction of the Industrial Revolution, overpopulation, limited job opportunities, and largely distributed advertisement campaigns, many were promised a chance of a better life in North America, where land and opportunities were plentiful.
1: The travels to the Americas required great courage, as they were long and dangerous. Up to 40% of people on these ships did not live through the journey. This is also the reason why such were infamously nicknamed coffin ships.
0: A great testament to the lengths many would go for for a chance of establishing a better life.
1: Another source of pride for present-day Canadians should be seen in the confederation of the nation. Such a feat should not be overlooked in any circumstance.
0: There were many reasons why Canada became a country, reasons such as the American idea of Manifest Destiny.
1: Manifest Destiny was the American belief that they had a God-given duty to take over the region of North America including the land that Britain already controlled through their colonies.
0: The colonies believe that Confederation was their best chance of deterring the so-called Manifest Destiny.
1: Many people are able to find pride in these events, as Canadians defended their rights to land from potential invasion.
0: Britain encouraged Canada to become a country, mainly because they were too spread out and it was too taxing on the empire.
1: As a result of separating itself from Britain, Canada adopted a free trade economic system.
0: This allowed Canada to improve its economy and become a more independent nation. Yet another reason to be proud of its history.
1: Gold! We all love gold, right? Well, in
0: 1858, a large number of gold-seeking miners settled in the colony, now province of British Columbia, during its first significant gold rush.
1: Prior to such, BC was known as a place to trade with a small population of non-indigenous individuals looking to make a profit. However, due to the gold rush, we see a drastic shift in the population size as more and more people come in search of gold.
0: This causes BC to go from an area of trade to an area of settlement, where infrastructure was built to support the growth of the population.
1: The traffic caused by the gold rush also called upon the previously neglectful British Empire. Seeing the opportunity and fearing greedy American hands, they capitalized on the situation by officially declaring BC as a British colony.
0: However, British Columbia is later forced to join Canada as a means of escaping a severe debt caused by the cost of newly built infrastructure. Another example of Canada expanding its territorial control as more colonies join its club, something Canadians today should clearly be proud of.
1: Canada did not stop growing at this time. They were buying more land left and right.
0: They obtained Rupert's Land from the Hudson's Bay Company, acquiring previously owned land with no need for violence.
1: The Canadian government signed treaties with indigenous peoples, getting large pieces of land in return for food, protection from Americans, farming education, and farming tools.
0: This is yet another source of pride as Canadians successfully expanded their territory with little to no conflict.
1: Recalling back to our themes of development and infrastructure, We can view the Canadian Pacific Railway, aka the CPR, as one of the biggest accomplishments in technology advancements of the nation's history.
0: The estimated 20,000 kilometers of track played a major role in a multitude of things, such as promoting tourism and immigration. The railway proceeded to grow and diversify in order to include steamships, hotels, mining, oil and gas exploration, delivery of resources, telecommunication companies, and the list goes on.
1: The CPR is a constant reminder to Canadians today to be proud of their nation's past, as such remarkable feats can only be achieved through concepts of discipline and specialty.
0: It is important to note that most great things come at a cost, and Canadian history plays to the same rules, as there have been a multitude of concerning moments that will have Canadians today wondering if the past actions of this nation were really that great.
1: More on that after the break.
0: Welcome back. Where were we? Alright, oh, the unpleasant side of Canadian history.
1: Well, the history of a country is almost always open to interpretation, but some events always remain objective in the effects they have over time. Some are great, while others are not.
0: A huge portion of the nation's history between the years 1800 and 1885 revolve around many indigenous communities and the injustices targeted towards them. While Canadians feared the idea of Manifest Destiny, they established their very own through westward expansion.
1: Settlers, and I mean settlers with air quotes, forced many indigenous families out of their homes, claiming the land as their own, taking large pieces of rich land, and in return giving them small pieces of land with little special to farm.
0: The mistreatment of indigenous people continued, as the majority of treaties signed between the two parties greatly favor the European settlers. The treaties were in English, meaning the indigenous leaders did not know the full extent of the agreement they were signing. Therefore, many did not trust the Europeans, which only resulted in violent conflicts that brought upon the deaths of many on both sides.
1: Diseases were another factor that drove the indigenous peoples out of these lands. Diseases that would have had little effect today due to modern technology were the causes of countless deaths.
0: The Europeans who brought such illness had built up immunity over time of contact, while the indigenous had not. This resulted in several outbreaks that significantly reduced the indigenous population.
1: Decreasing the population from an estimated 350,000 to 500,000 in 1500 to 175,000 in 1820. This trend later continued, as in 1862, 20,000 indigenous peoples killed due to an epidemic.
0: Much of this decline was due to the diseases and poor living conditions that were placed upon the First Nations by the resettlers. Further examples of such events could be seen in British Columbia during its infamous gold rush, where a multitude of smallpox outbreaks forced individuals to move out, fearing their lives.
1: The European resettlers that ended up in Canada were not very accepting of differences.
0: Definitely not open to difference.
1: They saw the Indigenous people's culture as a savage, unsustainable lifestyle.
0: As a result, they created residential schools. Schools that had the purpose of westernizing the child by isolating them from their families and culture. They were not allowed to speak their native tongue or acknowledge their culture at all.
1: On top of that, the kids would only get fed food scraps and diseased meat.
0: As you find more and more bodies of Indigenous children, we as Canadians are reminded of disgusting events and decisions that led us to where we are today.
1: It is important to note that the First Nation communities were not the only people treated poorly. As we're calling back to the advancements of the Canadian Pacific Railway, we see that it became the unfortunate home of many Chinese workers.
0: During the creation of such a project, workers were severely mistreated, forced to work long hours at little to no breaks. They constantly put their lives at risk, as injuries and casualties are part of everyday routine, due to safety not being of priority.
1: Tiny wages and terrible conditions were not appealing. However, these workers were conveyed to work as a way of earning income.
0: An estimated 4,000 unnamed Chinese workers died during the construction of their railway, which goes to show how they weren't fully accepted as citizens, only used as tools of achieving success through any means possible.
1: Sir John A. Macdonald, we all love him, right? A successful, talented lawyer and businessman. He accomplished great things, such as owning the title of First Prime Minister of Canada.
0: MacDonald, like many historical leaders, was not a great man. He played a large part in creating the Chinese head tax.
1: A forced $50 fee for any Chinese individuals entering Canada. $50 then would be worth thousands now.
0: MacDonald was the leading force behind implementing residential schools in Canada, as well as a key figure in the execution of Métis political leader Louis Ruigel.
1: Despite all of his accomplishments, John A. Macdonald's legacy is one of shame and regret to many Canadians today.
0: Well, that was a lot, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, my brain is fried.
0: So, what do you think of our big question?
1: What question? Oh, right! Should Canadians today be proud of Canada's history from 1800 to 1885?
0: While many strive to function on foundations of forward thinking and logic, they are still victims to the endeavors of the past, confining themselves in a situation where regret and shame restricts the way that they live their lives. Therefore, it is essential to understand that a disconnect is important in times like this.
1: Even though history is filled with moments of both virtue and grim, we as Canadians today should separate ourselves from the past.
0: We should not feel shame nor pride in regarding a nation's history. Instead, we should look at it from a different perspective, so we can replicate the good and avert the bad. We
1: can learn and understand what went wrong. It presents us with the opportunities to understand preventable problems through a lens that wasn't apparent before. Thus, we are able to learn from our mistakes and find the basis for success in the future. That is what history is all about.
0: And with that, I would like to thank you viewers for sticking around.
1: We hope to see you soon at our next episode. Thanks to all our supporters and producers. Until next time, this is the RJ Podcast.